6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. make you sit up and take notice won't it hopefully we hear that lots of times tonight yes it's Jalen Nye 630 Chet Afternoons broadcasting from Ice District Plaza as we uh, are going into game two of that series against the Kings uh, the Oilers looking to uh, tie the series back up the show brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling whether it's heating or cooling you need get it with no payments no interest for a year that's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling where are you watching the game tonight are you planning on coming downtown maybe you're going to check it out at a restaurant maybe you're going to cozy up in the rec room check it out there let me know 780-496-0063 james says jay since you're broadcasting from ice district oh never mind may the fourth but he says says may the force be with the oilers tonight that is for james and ricardo my trucker friend Ricardo says the Kings won the one and only game they're going to win in this series. Let's go Oilers. Well, our next guest this afternoon spent four decades, four decades. I'm going to say that one more time because it's going to, he's going to laugh at me saying it. Four decades in the news business in Edmonton. Tim Spellacy began his career in 1975 in radio up in Grand Prairie, later working in Regina before heading over to CFRN. And then... In 1979, joined ITV, of course, now Global Edmonton, started as a reporter, went through several roles, and became one of the most recognized faces in Edmonton during the 80s when he served as the host of Oilers on ITV hockey telecasts. Do you remember this? Lance Coliseum, where the Edmonton owners are about to take on the Los Angeles Kings, and Wayne Gretzky is on the verge of setting another NHL record. And our guest at this time is Gordy Howe, the gentleman whose record might be broken tonight by uh, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, how do you feel tonight? Are you calm? Are you nervous? Excited? Apprehensive? <laughs> I'm excited for him. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not overexcited. I was with Mr. Gretzky, and uh, Waller and I are quite calm. It's up to the young man to do it. But the excitement will hit us when that uh, point is achieved, whether it be a goal or assist. Uh, I'm extremely proud, as much so as Waller is, about his son and how he's doing. Uh, yes, uh, Oilers on ITV, you remember that. Uh, Tim Spellacy checking in this afternoon. Hey, Speller. <laughs> Hello, Jalen, how are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. When I say 40 years, I mean, 40 years. You had an amazing run in, in news and certainly in Edmonton, my friend. I, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's funny that you should mention that because I was just talking to somebody, you know, these days when I'm out and about, you know, I've been retired for almost five years now, and people ask how many years you're in the business, and I have to think for a second, I realize, Holy mackerel, it was, was actually 42 years total and 40 of them here, 40 plus here at Edmonton. It seems like a long time, doesn't it? <laughs> it does seem like a long time, but uh, hey, you know what? Uh, you, you certainly left your mark on uh, on broadcasting the industry uh, across this province. Now, I want to go back to the 80s when you were the host of Oilers on ITV Hockey Telecasts. When you heard that clip that I played uh, when I was introducing you, what goes through your mind when you hear that? Well, I, I, one thing I remember is you know how, how great it was and it's something you didn't appreciate, Jay Lynn, until after it was over. Like we did the, I did the orders, 1980 to 1992, and to meet people like 
Gordie Howe and Walter Gretzky and Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito and, and Scotty Bowman and all the people you met along the way. And, and you know, at the time, I don't think I really appreciated how special that was. And now all these years, I look back and go, oh, yeah, that time I interviewed Gordie Howe. And <laughs> my, my voice was kind of squeaky. But, uh, you know, it's... It's funny now because when it's all happening to you, Jamin, you kind of just, ah, yeah, this is kind of normal life. And you think back now and you go, wow, that's wild. That's crazy. Really wild and really crazy. And you know what, Tim? It seemed to me that I spent a lot of time in your office when I worked for you at Global Edmonton. And I remember seeing the pictures that you had up there of, you know, taken on set with with all of these legends. Do you have, is there one memory that really sticks out for you? Oh, so my, I think, I guess, um, uh, when Wayne Gretzky scored 50 goals in 39 games and we did the interview right after the game, that was a huge memory. When when Wayne broke uh, Phil Esposito's record for most goals in the season and we were in Buffalo, and you know why that memory sticks out, Jamin? Because back in those days, we didn't use satellites to distribute the picture. It was done through these microwave relays. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't on the air. We were doing, Timmy Dancy and Gary Dornhofer were doing the, uh, the commentary over the telephone over a slide on TV for the first half of the game. And thank goodness, Wayne didn't score until we fixed this relay problem, <laughs> all these relay stations across the country. Imagine if there was social media back then, how roasted we would have got. But that I remember how scary that was when we finally got it up. And of course, Wayne went ahead and broke uh, Espo's record for most goals of the season. And of course, the first Stanley Cup that the Oilers won is the greatest memory. Now we, you know, back in those days, uh, all the playoff games were on CBC, so I was there and at the game and, and around the city after it happened and stuff like that. And and there was the other Stanley Cups afterwards, but that first one is just stuck with me as the way the city reacted, which was which was interesting and exciting and a little wild, a little crazy, and frankly a little dangerous back then. But it was it was it was quite a time when that happened. And Tim Spellacy joining me this afternoon as we broadcast live from Ice District Plaza ahead of Game 2 of the Oilers-Kings uh, series tonight. You talk about how things have changed. Uh, I know that uh, you've been a, obviously an Oilers fan for, for many, many years, and I know that you were at the game on Monday night. Mm -hmm. uh, you have seen this whole area of the city change with Ice District and Rogers, Pla uh, Rogers Place going from you know Sky Reach to Rexall and on and on and on. What, what to your mind when you take a look at what we have down here now in downtown oh, Edmonton? You know, it, it's so great because I think the, the, the rink and the ice district and everything, it, in many ways it was built for the playoffs and the playoffs are the key element that, that maybe has been missing you know, uh, so mm -hmm. far, really, especially the last couple of years with COVID and then I not go there. But that's why it was so important to put the rink downtown because I was downtown. I was actually down there with, with Patrick LaForge and having dinner with him and went to the game with him, former president and CEO of the Orders. And I was remarking to him, boy, this is great. You know, the downtown is so brought to life by Orders games and Oil Kings games, but especially by the playoffs. Does everybody walk around with the jerseys on, the restaurants are full, and the energy that's downtown that didn't really happen that way when the games the playoff years were at Northlands Coliseum. Yeah, there were people downtown, and of course, playoffs were happening at a time in the season when people were out on the patios and everything. But about five o'clock, five thirty, everybody was leaving downtown, right, and, go, and heading out to, to Northland. And now it's totally different. The feeling downtown. I mean, we were down there well before the game uh, on on Monday. I think we were downtown about five thirty, five forty-five. I mean, hours before the game, and already downtown was jam-packed and, and everything. And it, it struck me how important it was and how fortunate we are 
We have a lot of people like Patrick LaForge and uh, Mayor Mandel and others and Daryl Cates have the foresight to put that rink and to move that rink downtown and to go through a lot of um, controversy and trouble and a lot of hard work to get that rink in that area because it is, it is key to what's happening right now in the city and it's going to be key for decades and decades to come. It just it just has changed downtown Edmonton and we need our downtown core to be lively and much. I think people didn't understand at the time when Mayor Mandel was, you know, trying to sell the idea really and running into some opposition is it wasn't so much about looking after the orders and, and, and all that. It was about revitalizing downtown Edmonton, mm-hmm. making downtown Edmonton a place for people to live and a, a place for people to go to restaurants and a place to, for people to party because that wasn't happening. 10 years ago. Nobody was living downtown, much less using the restaurants. So it's it's really re-energized the downtown. It's brought, it's brought life to downtown Edmonton. And it's, I think it, as somebody who's lived here for a long time, it's fantastic. Uh, Tim Spellacy joining me this afternoon. Uh, Tim, before I let you go, I know, you know, whether you love him or, or hate him, Peter Pocklington, um, you know, uh, of course, a divisive personality in this city, but he is uh, the man that brought the Oilers uh, to this community. And I know that uh, you have said on in the past that one of the biggest stories you ever covered was the kidnapping um, of, you know, what, what, everything that went on there, the hostage taking in his home. What do you remember most about that? Oh, man, that was crazy. One thing I remember most about that is um, I was out working on a story on the West End. And actually, I was doing a story about garden plots, Jaylen, if you imagine. And we had these two, we, we didn't have cell phones back there. We had these two radios, and somebody phoned or contacted us on the radio. I was with Hank Himes, the late Hank Himes, a wonderful cameraman that I worked with. And they said, Tim and Hank, you got to get to Mr. Pawkins' house on Saskatchewan Drive. We don't know what's going on. Something's going on. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, what the heck. And we went driving up to the house, and as we got out, and Hank put the camera up on the tripod, Mrs. Pockland and Eva Pockland came running out of the house with an associate of Mr. Pockland's who had somehow managed to free her from the home, and Mr. Pockland was still being held uh, hostage inside there. So, I, you know, kidnapped inside there. That's the one thing I'll always remember, Eva running across the lawn, the very famous picture. And then as the night unfolded and Mr. Pockington was shot, unfortunately, by a, by a member of the police tax squad and trying to get him out and the ambulance going by, we were set up to do a live hit. Back in those days, Jalen, live hits were, were tough to do. Yeah. We were set up to do a live hit down by the Jubilee Auditorium because that's where we had facilities to be able to broadcast back to the television station, to ITV. And the ambulance went right behind us because it was going right from Mr. Pockington's home on Saskatchewan Drive at that time, right to the University Hospital. So I rem- it was all part of, you know, just the wild times that were going on in our city at that time. You know, you think, it's funny that you bring that up because I haven't thought about that incident for a long time. But, you know, of, of all the stories, I was covering that as a news reporter, not as the guy doing the orders on ITV. No. It was, uh, it was uh, one of the most remarkable nights in, 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 in my life, to be honest with you. It was quite a night. Um, so I, I, I actually, I, I enjoyed Mr. Poppington and Eva, and I, I, I know there's different controversies, but I, I always thought uh, he was a good guy. He was very, very nice to me. Um, the orders organization has always been good to me. But I always remind people sometimes, the person who originally bought brought the WHA orders to mm-hmm. Edmonton was mm-hmm. my old boss, Dr. Charles Outlet. Yes. You know, he originally had the team and then Harold and, and Kathy Rusin were investors later on in the Edmonton Investors Group. So the Outlet family's always had a big connection. And Bill Hunter, who was a good friend of my dad's, was a kind of a driving force, but it was really Mr. Pockenden and I think Zane Feldman, who yep. uh, had a minority role, but it was really, really <laughs> Peter who had the big role. Of course, you you uh, you know Peter very well because you wrote a book about him. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, Tim, you know what? I could talk to you all afternoon about this. 
Listen, I think you need to write your own book because you have so many memories of some amazing times and some tough times in this city as well. Thank you for sharing them with us this afternoon. I look forward to seeing you soon. Great. Well, thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure, Jay. Good to talk to you. Yeah, take care. Tim Spellacy, the former Global Edmonton station manager, the original host of Oilers on ITV, and he is the man that hired me in Edmonton over 20 years ago, and I will always thank him for that.